earners, what's going on? Look, everyone likes shopping online, but searching for coupon codes is kind of a bummer. So make saving online a breeze with Capital One Shopping. Capital One Shopping is a free tool that instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Just download Capital One Shopping to your computer and let it do the work for you. So easy. And you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. Capital One Shopping, it's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. Yo. All right. We back, right? Yes. July 4th. Happy Monday. The market is closed, but Market Mondays is open. We open. We open for business. Shout out to everybody. Always. That is outside enjoying the festivities. Yes. Shout out to everybody. Hope everybody had a safe, enjoyable weekend. Um, Now it's time to learn before, before you get back to the grind. Well, the grind never stops, but, you know, before you get back to it. So shout out to everybody out there. Hopefully, you know, you stay safe out there. And um, yeah, yeah, the official, the unofficial start to the summer, July 4th weekend. Shout out to everybody. uh, Half the team was out in New Orleans. Shout out to everybody. Had a good time out there. Shout out to Larry. My God, Larry. Put on a show. It appears. Shout out to Kenny (laughs) Kenny Burns. Yeah, yeah. Angela Yee. Angela Yee. (laughs) Shout out Angela. Yeah, for sure. And clickbait guy himself, Rashad. Yeah, man. <laughs> I stayed up to watch the Janet performance, man. I was that was dope. I was uh Oh Janet Jackson? Yeah, yeah. It came on late though, man. I try to like stay Patty LaBelle came on before, but then Janet came on and I woke up right when she performed um Anytime, Any Place. I was mm. like, Oh, this is a perfect time to wake up. Yeah, Essence Fest. We gotta get out there next next year. For sure. There was some talks this Have year, but it, it was too last minute. So Essence. Let's um let's work this out in advance next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't you, you, you can't shortchange it. You can't shortchange the 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 vibe. They got to be done in a in a very you know proper way. Yeah, and they had a I heard uh, they had a financial literacy room, which is dope. I mean, I mean, obviously we wasn't there, but to have that at that big of an event tells you that the message is being spread. So, who was in the room? I don't know. I don't know who was in the room. We wasn't. <laughs> that's hard. That's a hard. That's. That's difficult to have a financial literacy room yeah. and not have master investor. No, no, no slight to anybody, but EYL, yeah, no slight. But that's it's just difficult. Yeah, yeah, it's no, difficult. Yeah, it's that's interesting. Like, that's like having, it's, that's like, or at least trap <laughs> trap from New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's difficult. That's difficult. That's like having yeah. a, a, a top rappers room without having Little Baby and Little Dirk and Drake and Kendrick Lamar and J Cole. You missed it. It's interesting. I think this is the first year that they did it. Usually it's, it's, it's dominated. It's focused on, on women. And so this year was the first time that they yeah, had a men's experience. Well, so. my, my guy, Larry, I think he's, he's he's playing more of a bigger role next year. Yep. So he said, like, that's one of the things that he want to make sure. Like, so I'm sure, I'm sure we, yeah. we, 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 we get it right. Yeah, we do it. Shout out to 85 South. <sighs> 85 South. Oh, yeah. That's family. family. Shout out to, to the whole team, man. The family. Love y'all so much. Um, And we're going to get into it. Big episode this week. We got my guy Don Cannon. 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 Oh, um, yes. The affiliates. If you, if you know DJ Drama, you might not be familiar with Don Cannon, but he's DJ Drama's partner, uh, producer, uh, executive. His label is so crazy that a lot of times we don't even know the most powerful label. So on his label, of course, you have, you know, the DJ Drama, but little Uzi Vert, mm-hmm. might have heard of him. <laughs> and another Victory. guy. Another guy called Jack Harlow. Flawless victory. Might have heard of him. Did you? They just signed a deal, a new deal with Atlantic. Big, 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 big. If you bring Uzi and Jake, uh, Jack Harlow, you got to open the checkbook. Oh, not the. 
the bag is big. The bag is big. I saw a drama talking about it. So quiet, shout out to them. Congrats, quiet, congrats. quiet money. So sometimes you don't even know the most the most powerful people, but he got a dope platform too called Tomorrow App. Um, where he actually, it's, it's kind of like a, a marketplace for anybody in music. Like if you're looking to find a producer, if you're looking to find a videographer, if you're looking to find somebody to do cover art for mm -hmm. you. And um, it's all there all across the world. So he spoke about that. He spoke about the music business. It's a really dope interview. So shout out to Don Cannon that comes out um, tomorrow at eight o'clock. Make sure you check that out for sure. And um, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, good guy. And then, yeah, one one last thing before we get the show started, investfest.com. Yeah. Tickets. Um, so many different people will be there. So Are we doing about. any surprise announcements? I, I got to do it for I the people. I think we, know. I think next week we could have some big like a big announcement. I think by gotcha. next like next Monday we'll we'll be ready. At least a few, we got a few of them, but I think next week for sure. The ink got to dry. The ink ain't dry yet. <laughs> on, on one. I'm not mad at that. We got to handle it right. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Speaking of quiet money and business, uh, we got to shout out Irv 250. Don't get mad. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. Shout out to, Chris. Shout out to my brother, Chris Gotti, because I was with him um, several weeks ago. And he told me, he told me about this before it actually happened. Actually, happy birthday to Chris. I think his birthday is today. Mm -hmm. Happy birthday to Wall Street Trap also. Yes, yes. Happy birthday, Trap. Uh, oh, the Trap birthday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy yeah, birthday, yeah. man. So um, I was talking to Chris and he was saying like, yo, you know, Irv about to sell his masters for 300 million and he only owned 50% of the masters. So that means that the total valuation is 600 million. So shout out to Irv Gotti sold his masters for 300 million. And he, it, hopefully we can get the interview because I don't want to give away too much away. Cause I had asked him like, well, what about this? What about that? And everything that I asked him, he had a reply for, he thought like they already thought it through. So it seemed like they 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 really thought that situation through. Three hundred million is three hundred million. I think they did one hundred for the past, and I think for the future endeavors is a potential for another two hundred. Where like he's doing tales and a, other, a few other productions and music as well, so he can make big a bundle yeah. big, big. Shout out to Irv, man. Queens get the money, man. Yeah, we gotta have it. We gotta speak. Yeah, break that down. I, that seems like a natural listen. conversation to have. Yeah, I and I know some people in the clips. I'm sorry, are gonna be like. He should have held on for a billion. <laughs> 300 is 300. <laughs> 300 is three. I want everybody in the comments. Divide 300 million by 150,000. How many years of cash is that up front? Y'all had an issue with them little $500 date conversations. Boy, 300 million. <laughs> That's correct. I, I used to do that to, to my colleagues. I'm like, yo, if I gave you a million dollars, would you stop teaching? And they're like, no, it's not enough. I'm like, well, if you made a hundred thousand dollars a year after tax, mm -hmm. probably sixty-eight, it'll take you about seventeen years to get to a million. So basically, I'm telling you, I'm giving you seventeen years. So think about three hundred million. How long that would take? If it took sixteen years after tax, if you made an average salary of a hundred thousand in New York, it took you seventeen years to get a million. If you didn't spend a dollar, so three hundred million. That's out of the. I mean, three hundred million is three hundred million, no matter how you. Who's saying? It. Like, yeah, you're not saying no. It Stop. Ain't, it ain't no way to slice that Stop way. It. That don't. That doesn't add up. You know, people love debating to have podcast debates inside the So pod. if it's 300 million, that means the real valuation, because Master P said, if you're really worth, you really worth 3 billion. And shout out to P. He, he <laughs> may be right, but if they're 300, and we can bundle up Market Mondays. <laughs> Cliff, you jam. Hey. Oh, man. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank they God. sold out. Hey, we will come back, but... <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that 300. New show alert. Valuation. <laughs> and, and then one last thing about that. It's no different from 
starting a company, if you think about it, um, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, even a better example. Yes. If you know his history, um, he started PayPal and he sold PayPal, I think for like a hundred million dollars and, mm -hmm. and used that money to, to fund, uh, SpaceX and Tesla. So at the time, nobody was like, Oh, he sold PayPal for a hundred million. That means he really, he's, his true value is a billion. Nah, he saw it. He saw a play and he used the money mm -hmm. to start two other companies that's going to make him the richest person in the world. So mm -hmm. it's nothing wrong with selling a company. It's just like anything in life. Of course you want to get the best deal as possible and you want to make sure you have a move. So, you know, from my understanding with Irv, he has a couple moves that he wants to make with the money. So it's not always a negative thing to sell, to sell a business or to sell your catalog. Yes. Um, people have done it throughout the course of history and, um, it could work out or it couldn't work out. It depends on, you know, like anything in life, but we got to get out of that mindset, you know, yeah. businesses. Are and he still owns 50% cause even in trading, like, let's say if you buy Apple hypothetically at a hundred, if you sell half at 150 and the other half at 200, that would be a win for a trader on the swing trade. Why is it a loss if you own the rights to a company? Same strategy. That's why I always tell everyone. The game is the, the exact same. You have to know when to exit. And let's be honest, to sell for $300 million in a recession, this is the first month we are officially in the session, two negative quarters, even though I told you guys in October, but we're headed towards one. That's a victory. To get a $300 million deal in the midst of a recession and everyone's panicking, boy, job well done. Yeah. 50, we love you. <laughs> Shout out to Joe. Uh, yeah, um... <laughs> Murder ink. Um the ink. All right. Um, can I tell them about VIP night? Who's gonna be there? Uh let's just make it a bundle on let's do it next Monday. Cause that then the paper will be dropped. All right. <laughs> Yo, that's the first time I had to walk him off a clip. <laughs> gonna be major though. Go I'll ahead, parachute. I'm with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. While we here, yeah. uh Earners, Red Panda family, we want to give you a great choice if you're looking to bank or invest. Ally is a leading digital financial service company with passionate customer service and is relentlessly focused on doing it right for both customers and our communities. Allies giving our Market Monday viewers, that means you, everybody that can hear my voice right now, a special offer at ally.com slash EYL so that you can save, invest, and spend on the things that matter most to you. Again, that's ally.com slash EYL. For everything we need, we're all better off with the Ally Securities, Products and services are offered through Ally Invest Securities LLC. Remember, F-I-N-R-A slash S-I-P-C. Shout out to the good folks over at Ally. Shout out to Ally. Good yeah, people. Good, good people. people over there, man. Yeah, we're gonna have a we're gonna be sitting down with them very soon. Shout out to Jack. That's gonna be that's gonna be dope. Shout, Shout out to, to the Ally. Good people over there. Um disclaimer. Of course. And you know, this goes for everybody because I still see it. We we had a conversation. I please do your own research. Please yes. do not remix what we are doing. Please. It, 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 yeah, please. Our content it's is getting egregious. <laughs> Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important that you do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. This is a message brought to you by the good brothers at Earn Your Leisure and the good brother Ian Dunlap, the master investor himself. Yeah, and shout out to the shy too, for wearing assets over liabilities. D-Ray, what up? Shout Merch. out to D-Ray. 
Shout out to Lena. Bam. Shout out to Bam. Shout out to Bam for you, yeah, yeah, for the time, Brady. <laughs> well played, my brother. Well played. Well played, Bam. Ian, Ian, any announcements you would like to make? Uh, Stock Club, love you guys. Uh, we will have Stock Club meeting at 9.30. Prices are out. You can go look at Kajabi. I love you guys. Word of the day is egregious by dictionary.com. <laughs> um, I want everyone to do their own research and make their own content. I say this with love. I've been in Costa Rica. Been meditating, right? God is good. Um, but yeah, let's have an amazing show. But no remixing. Diddy invented that. We need all original content. So we have a special guest that we're gonna bring on. But before we before we bring our guests on, we're gonna talk about um a few a few trending topics. So you want to start with this? I see that's the number one thing in the in the notes. I mean, I listen, we can EP it. I'm a team player. I'm gonna set a screen whenever Yo, me, you want to go. Do let me do EP it. I'll EP okay. that as as the the married man here, gentlemen. <laughs> let's say let's let's say that for later though. I don't want to. We don't want to come in hot. Yeah. The Fourth of July. Got yeah. you. Um, what what parallels do you see with the crypto crash of 2022 <laughs> and the housing crash of 2008? The biggest thing that I see, everyone, please write this down, that over leveraging leads to disaster. Um, I haven't proven it yet. And I try to only talk about my conspiracy theories that become true when I have like a preponderance of data. But the biggest thing that I'm seeing, I feel as if, and I'll prove this in a couple of weeks, that a lot of the banking institutions allow these crypto platforms to over leverage to let them blow up so they, they can then either bail them out or take them over. So in 2008, when a housing crisis happened, Lehman had a chance to get saved. They didn't. Bear Stearns had a chance to get saved. They didn't want to. Warren Buffett did his James Pierpont Morgan. If you go listen to the episode with Josh Brown, that's one of the people that he has in the background, uh, which the bank was originated, JP Morgan, and the regulations came down heavy from that. So no one person could save the United States of America. And then, of course, like I said, Warren Buffett bailed out Bank of America and got preferred shares. I think what is causing and accelerating this crash is over leveraging like crazy. For those of you who over leveraged in 2018 and 2017, and you had 20X leverage or 50X leverage, even BitBoy talked about how he used leveraging Bitcoin to make a lot of money. But when those loans get called and the money isn't there, now we're seeing that a lot of these brokerages don't have enough money to even remain solvent, which on the other side presents an opportunity. So when someone is going under, someone like Sam from FTX, he can come in and buy a lot of these and be the Warren Buffett of the crypto space. Um, I'll talk about it later in the slides, but even with, and I know, you know, some people in crypto may not like my takes, but the truth is I love blockchain technology, but when I'm reading the paperwork, from VCs, angels, and even some of the people that own these platforms, they're not doing their deals on the chain. They're doing them off of the chain and doing backdoor deals with banks. So the thing that I'm seeing is over leveraging and then the banks are waiting for these things to go under so they can buy them for pennies on the dollar. What do you guys think? I think that's the perfect word, over leverage. Uh, and it's funny because you brought up the, the cryptocurrency situation with FTX. I actually wrote that in my notes. I'm like, you know, BlockFi going under, but why? They didn't have stability. And so you it leaves an FTX to say, all right, well, we've got something working over here. Let's see if we can acquire you. I wouldn't be surprised to see 
more entities saying, all right, well, let's just go for our pickings. All right, they're about to go under, they're about to go under. Let's make ourselves the number one position in this this space. Let's be the authority in the space. Um, so I, I think over leverage is perfect because we saw it in the housing market, right? We almost, we can see it in stocks as well, not even just in crypto where people are saying, let's buy this at the highest value. They over leveraged, right? And now when the market pulls back, now obviously you said with, that we're obviously two negative quarters, but the NASDAQ is down 30%. S&P is is down over 20%. Dow was over 20. It pulled back to 15%, but we were over leveraged. And we said yeah. this, like, listen, there's different ways that you can to balance your portfolio. You should have cash reserves. We said all these things. Um, and so, yeah, it's very comparable. Very comparable. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at my notes. Voyager owes 650 million. Uh, three arrows capital got liquidated. Like, it looks, if you take the headlines away from crypto and just put it with housing and banks. Yeah. The headlines from today look like 2007, 2008 all over again. And unfortunately we don't learn our lesson. Yeah. Yes. For the, go ahead. The interesting part is like, when you say the headlines, it's funny. Cause like we used to say this all the time. Like if this thing was happening in like, in the, like the world, not in the world of crypto, this would be like major news, but you have oh, to absolutely. go into like crypto.com and you have to go to all these other, sources for, for crypto news to even know that this is happening. Well, because it's still Absolutely. not widely exactly adopted. So right. the vast majority of people don't own cryptocurrency where as opposed to houses where that's that's national news. You know, every, world news. Everybody either owns a house or lives in a house in some capacity, apartment, you live in house some form of housing. Mm -hmm. Um so that affects the vast majority of people when we have a housing crash as opposed to a crypto crash where I don't know the I don't know how many Americans actually own crypto, but I think it's less than ten percent. I think mm -hmm. so. It's like you know, it's still a it's still a small portion yeah. of the population. Yeah, that's what we we went through two thousand seventeen, and I think you said this. You were like, "Look, this is dangerous because they've lost over I think like a hundred billion dollars in their market cap, and no, nothing has changed in the world really." Yeah. Right, like people are just moving. Well, that, that's my whole thing with crypto, and I love crypto. But the reality of it is that if every single cryptocurrency went away today, not, it doesn't drastically change anything. And that's why you know you have to be cautious when you're looking at crypto. Where it's like if yeah. every single company on the stock market went away today, life is pretty much over as we know it. Like if yeah. Apple and Home Depot and Target and Amazon and Facebook, if all these companies disappeared today, we wouldn't be able to have this conversation because Zoom wouldn't be there and then mm -hmm. there wouldn't be, YouTube wouldn't be there because Google would be disappeared. So think about how that would affect your life. Right. If all the houses went away today, mm. how many, that would be crazy. Like everybody would be in the streets. It would be like World War Three. Um, or the price of rent would probably go up 5X overnight. Yeah, yeah, even come out, even yeah. stuff like oil. If all the oil dried up today, that would cause a major, major issue, right? right? But it's like you have things, and this is why, you know, when you look at crypto, you just you have to look at at its use case, and you have to look at the future of it. But you have to also look at right now, today, mm -hmm. and the reality of it is that it's not being used as currency for the most part. Mm -hmm. It's being used as a store of value, hold. So it can go up in value. Sure. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't have ma mass adoption. The vast majority of people don't own cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. So this is why it's still a, a niche 
investment and not something that you should pour all of your resources in and shouldn't be like the majority of your portfolio because yeah, there's, there's still a lot of unanswered questions about it. And like I said, if it, if it disappeared today, life goes on. Okay. And one thing I want to remind people of, um, is to listen to every episode of the show, not for our benefit or our viewership, but there are some master lessons that have been shared. And like, that's why I shout out to everybody on Twitter. Like the original call for Bitcoin to drop to 20,000 was in 2020, May 30th of 2020. Like, look how much headache alone that could have saved a lot of people. Second point I want to make, the best assets will never be shared to the public in advance about what to invest in. You know how you know that's true? Bill Gates didn't announce when he bought all that land and then a Chinese firm bought 300 acres in North Dakota, close to a military base. Mm -hmm. No one's talking about it. They did not get on TikTok and say, hey, if y'all want to crowdfund into this deal and buy these acres, by the time most great investments get to the public and the words of trapped is already stepped on. No good. The purpose of buying investments is to have an edge that no one else has. And I hate that this is happening in the crypto space. And some investors are learning this lesson the hard way. But David Freeberg had a good point. He was like, if Bitcoin is going to be a store of currency, why is it measured in dollars then? That alone is an indication that it's not going to replace the dollar. Like if you're judging the value based on dollar and not your own currency metric, it's never going to surpass the dollar as a primary instrument or tool of currency. So Please be careful. I'm still a believer in it. I told you guys it was going to go to 20. I told you the other price where it could bottom out at. Some of you said I was crazy. I hope it does not go there. But if it does, you can't say I didn't tell you. There you have it. Um, what are three tips to grow your business that you've never shared before? You guys want to kick it off first? Because I think they want to hear from you. For, I'm, I'm going I'm diving in though. Um, yeah, for sure. I feel like, you know, to grow a business... Once again, going back to the core principles of it, you have to have something that's scalable to grow. That's the first part. When looking at a business plan or looking at starting a business, you have to start a business that even has the ability to grow. And what mm -hmm. I mean by that is like, you know, mom and pop stores, local restaurants, um, barbershops, although yes, they all in theory can grow, but nine times out of 10, they won't grow. So that mm -hmm. to me is something that you should already kind of have in your mind. Well, how can I start a business that is scalable? So online businesses are scalable. Um, businesses that don't require a large amount of overhead are scalable. Businesses that don't um, uh, require a large amount of employees, especially at the beginning are scalable. Um, so these are all things that, you know, we've highlighted a ton of them before as far as, you know, in, in the e-commerce space, but even in the media space as well. You know, this is like what we're doing as far as on the media and education side, that's, those are all scalable models. And then also, you know, thinking about starting businesses that you can have multiple different revenue streams from without re reinventing the wheel or re rechanging the business model. Um, once again, you know, it's, it's one of these things to say, okay, I can start a podcast, but I can also sell merch because I have to wear something and then I can do a live show and then I can do YouTube and then I can do tutorials and, you know, master classes and educational courses and things of that nature. Whereas you're not 
doing something completely different, mm-hmm. but you're just growing, um, you know, laterally. And I think that that's something that, you know, when you're looking at a business, you should definitely look at to say, okay, is this something that I could put in place early on mm-hmm. and kind of have the idea and the vision and then kind of reverse engineer it after that point. Um, and I also think, you know, starting a business that, that really has impact. I think a lot of times we start businesses that, um, that's a great lesson just to make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell, uh, nail filers because you know, it's like, all right, that's cool. Shout but, out to those with nail filers for the killers. Yeah. No, nah, you can make a lot of money yeah. doing that, but I just feel like, you know, ultimately the businesses that, that are impactful, that have a, you know, a tremendous impact on people's lives, um, and have a purpose deeper than just, you know, making a quick buck. Um, that's something that's going to help you in business. So, you know, finding your passion, finding your purpose is extremely important and, um, seeing how you can benefit and help people because the more people that you help, the more money that you'll make. So, you know, that's, that's like, you know, a tremendous, that's a big lesson. So you just drop, don't, Mm -hmm. the more people you help, the more you're going to make, please put that in chat. I know some of you going to skim over that. That is an equation though. Yeah. Sure, Troy. Yeah. I mean, that was like 10 right there, but I, I would just add to it. Um, <laughs> prepare for success. A lot of times people go into business and they hope, right. And they, they don't really, they don't envision themselves being successful. They're just like, I'm going to try it just because I want to make more, like you said, I want to make more money, but prepare for success. I think, um, shout out to Pinky. We had a, a dope interview. If you didn't check it out, congratulations. You played yourself, but she asked her, we asked her about scaling and, um, I was like, why don't you franchise this thing? She was like, I could, I could be a billionaire by next year if I if I decided to franchise. But my business is like my kid. My mm-hmm. business is only three years old. Did you know how to speak French at three years old? And she was like, I ha- my business has to grow. It has to mature. And so all those things. We're we gonna bring you on in one minute, bro. I'm gonna I'm bring you on in a sec. She was like, my business has to grow. And so it has to mature the same way a kid has to like, you're not gonna be running the hundred meter at three years old, right? You're not doing that. And so you gotta treat your businesses like that. And that's how you prepare for success. She knows that it's there. Mm-hmm. She's just making sure that she does the, makes the proper steps and has everything in line and systems in place and people in place so that when the success is ready to be fully executed on, she'll be ready as well. So prepare for success. Um, for me, uh, similar to what you guys said, number one, know what the vision is. So for me, my, my goal is to be able to help 6 billion people on the planet learn about investing and make where to get in and where to get out easy for them. Number two, know when it's your season to retreat. So after we created a landscape for people to talk about investing and be comfortable being black doing so, it's a lot of people that popped up talking about investing. That was my time to retreat. Now that the economy has shifted and people didn't know their prices as well as I did, now it's my time to go into the attack. So you guys have had competition, quote unquote, and copycats, but I've seen you layer on, move around in different genres and become bigger and be omnipresent, right? So for me, it's just knowing when to 
pour on more so for me in a recession it's my time to help more people because guess what when everyone's making money no one wants to hear be disciplined wait for bitcoin to go to 20k apple to go to 94 bucks right but then when everything falls apart it's like damn it's really just y'all in trap helping out come to invest fest and we'll give you some game about how to make money even in the down market but those are my three tips no one went to attack when it's your season to multiply your business to next no one went to retreat and to build proof, and then you have to have a big vision for how many people you're going to help. There you have Dang. it. Dang. There you have it. Um, all right, so now we're going to bring on a guest, um, very special guest. So my guy, Tabidi Stevens, um, he's the plug that introduced us to uh, Steve Harvey, and it's a good story because he actually – I think his official title is the head of business operations for Steve. So he kind of handles all the business stuff for him. And, um, you know, he got him into all these different investments in the stocks. He spoke about it on the episode. If you watch the episode, um, and he spoke about it when he was on market Mondays last week as well. But, um, Tabidi is somebody that we developed a relationship with. And not only is he very intelligent and, you know, a whiz kid when it comes to investing, but just in business in general, like I said, he kind of handled all of the business operations. So, when you talk about the team and like when, when Steve says like, you know, I'm not the most technical person, but I have technical people on my team. Like this is one of the people that he's actually referring to. So definitely on his way to being, you know, one of the biggest moguls in the game. Um, and he's with the right person. And I think it's important to highlight, you know, the people behind the people. A lot of times, like you see a celebrity, and it might be Rick Ross, it might be Steve Harvey, it might be T.I., whatever. And, you know, it's dope to get the game from them. But you got to understand that they're relying on counsel. And their counsel is probably even more valuable because that's the people that's actually giving them and providing them that information. So it's very rare that you get to speak to the counsel. It's very rare that you even get to speak to the celebrity. But you get to speak to celebrity a lot of times, but you don't really get to speak to the counsel. To the, to the people that's actually advising these people and actually telling them like why this is a good move, why this is a bad move and brokering deals, brokering the relationships. So this is one of these, you know, inside, inside conversations that you guys can be a part of. So without further ado, we'll bring on my guy. What's up? Hey, what's going on everybody? Pity, what's good, man? What's my guy is, <laughs> yeah, what's good, bro? Nah, all good, man. Thank you for joining us, man. So yeah, I was just giving the, the intro and kind of just breaking it down. So I got a lot of questions, but before before we start, I think it'll be dope because it's a good story, actually, to to for you to tell how you began working with um, Steve Hall, because we kind of heard it from his side when he was on the show, but I would love to hear it from, from your side. Definitely, definitely. Well, uh, once again, appreciate y'all for having me, man. Um, as y'all say, y'all are the biggest. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't even really do interviews often, bro. So um, I, I appreciate you guys. Um, but honestly, man, uh, like I said, I went to Morehouse, or as you guys know, uh, I went to Morehouse. So for business administration, but a concentration in marketing and psychology. So, you know, I just wanted to understand like how people thought a certain way and why they thought a certain way. While I was in school, uh, I actually started a shoe company. So uh, I was manufacturing and producing my own canvas and leather shoes. So um, similar to Tom's and Nike's, and it was called Steps by Stevens. So for every pair of shoes I sold, I provide meals to women and children's shelters 
nationwide um, with my business partners at the time, Malcolm Connor and um, Mr. Harvey's son, Broderick Harvey, was actually doing all our creative direction. So that's kind of how I got introduced to Mr. Harvey's. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So I did that all throughout college. I uh, did extremely well. Um, went on his talk show one day to kind of promote our product. When I came off stage, his uh, his CEO at the time was like, hey, uh, you should come work for me. And of course, I was like, man, I got my own company at the time. I'm good, bro. Like, you know, I'm, I'm clearly here selling shoes. Um, but some times went by and I just spent time around the Harvest. We volunteered at their mentorship camp. Uh, you know, they have the national mentorship camp where they mentor, you know, 250 fatherless boys. Um, so I participated in that and kind of just built a reputation for myself there. It's like a hard worker. And then one day Mr. Harvey called me and was like, listen, uh, you know, I want you to come on to be a part of this team. Like, what are you about to do? Uh, I had just fizzled out with my company. Um, as you all remember, you know, 2014, China had uh, a bit of a, a recession. Um, and I had about 75,000 in raw materials um, over in China. And at the time I didn't have any credit because I was, uh, what, 21 years old, so I didn't have, really have any credit. So, of course, that was all my cash. I didn't know much about credit. No one would give me a line of credit. Um, and I couldn't get the materials over. So um, I ended up, you know, one of my failures that kind of led me into where I am now was the fact that, like, my shoe company fizzled out um, because I made a bad investment. So Mr. Harvey was like, what are you about to do? Of course, I was, you know, I'm about to go to Harvard. I got accepted to every Ivy League in the country. So I was going to go to Harvard. I was going to go to Harvard uh, and get the executive MBA. And then Mr. Harvey basically asked, you know, what are you going to Harvard to do? And I told him, you know, meet JFK's grandson and so on and so forth. Because, you know, essentially a lot of people go get their MBA to network. So he asked me if I can get a better network and make the same amount of money, if not better, without going to school, would I do it? And at the time I said no. Left his house, got in my car, and uh, on the way home I was like, man, uh, that's actually a great opportunity. So I gave him a call, like, yo, Mr. Harvey, you mind if I come by the house tomorrow? Uh, and from there, it was a wrap. So I just started doing research and development. Um, and at the time, myself, Roger Harvey, and this guy, Cesar Davis, had worked on a deal. Uh, 
that at the time, what I didn't know was, you know, they said structurally was one of the best deals that it came through the company at the time. Um, and after that, Mr. Harvey was like, listen, I just want you to kind of be with me on the, on a day to day. And from there it was a wrap, just kind of gaining more and more responsibility as I saw people not, you know, taking opportunities that were clearly in front of them. A legend, a legend, a legend. So, um, all right. So let's talk about this investing. So he, he has said that, you know, he gave you, um, an amount of money and then you like 20 X to or something like that. Um, can you talk about that? That was a legendary situation. Yeah, definitely. Um, so about six months into my time, I worked for Mr. Harvey. Uh, we, it might've been 2015, 2000, early 2016, late 2015. And he was always coming to office. And at that time I was really into investing. Well, I still am into investing, but I was managing my portfolio. And he looked over my shoulder and basically was like, what is this that you're doing? And I was basically looking at a, a stock chart and I was looking at a PE ratio uh, for a company at the time. And he essentially didn't understand, you know, what that was or, and he was like, man, you're investing. He was like, yeah, he's like, you're not scared to lose money. I was like, I mean, I don't think you could be afraid of losing money, but in my defense, you know, during the first stock crash in 2008, I was still in high school. So I didn't lose money. And for him, he lost, you know, eight figures. So it's a different level of risk and a different level of tolerance. Um, yeah. Talking about stocks, however, um, you know, I c- convinced him that you know why you invest, what you should invest in. So he gave me forty thousand dollars, and uh, he was like, you know, just let me play with it. And to someone like him, what forty thousand dollars isn't anything. But to me, I'm like, holy crap! Like this dude getting forty thousand dollars to manage. Yeah. You know, at the time, you know. I just filled it up. So I didn't have $40,000 in my account, period. So, you know, I'm stressed and trying to manage this money. And uh, at the time, my first purchase of investment for him was uh, Match. So, Mr. Harvey had mm. a huge relationship with Match. I don't know if you all remember, but if you do your research, he cut a deal with Match to create Delightful. So, he had Delightful.com. Um, I want to say the name of it was, and basically, it was a strategic joint venture. Because Mr. Harvey had just had all the success from Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Match was trying to get into African American and diversify their markets because all their marketplaces hitting their target demographics that they originally had and they needed to scale. So it was a strategic partnership that we already had. So considering we had a strategic partnership, I knew some information about the company uh, that was extremely good. And I kind of knew what the, uh, you know, the fundamentals or Essentially, I had my own intrinsic value for the company uh, that I knew will go. So uh, cut a deal with them to get the stocks at a discount. So we ended up getting a match of like 10 bucks, nine bucks, and the IPO to what, 13? And he buys, like, you know, I buy in tens, he's buying in tens of thousands. So I think I, for that day, I got like 3,000, a little over 3,000 shares. So, mm. you know, 3,000 bucks every time it goes up a dollar. And you all know what match did from, then to what, yeah. 21. And we still hold, and in that time, we, you know, increased our position to trim um, at certain price points. And after that, it was, you know, after you make three, four X in a few months, you know, he gets excited. <laughs> he gave me another, Anybody you know, would. <laughs> yeah, gave me another 300,000. And then from there, uh, I asked him, you know, do you care how I invest? You know, I'm investing like a young guy because I'm what, 24 at the time. 
And he says, I want you to invest how I invest. I said, all right, I'm letting you know. It's 111% risk, all risk. And that time it was all growth stocks, all tech. Um, and we rolled that ride and we have some exit points. And that was kind of just the start. So this we've had plenty of conversations, but every time I hear your investment strategy and you talking about it, I always wonder, was there any point that you feel fear of if this did not work, right? Because he started with the 40 and then obviously the money went up. Did you ever feel like, listen, I better get this right because not only will I lose his money, but I potentially could lose my job, right? Was there any of that in your mind going, going through during that process? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, there's always that, that thought of fear. Uh, and for me, it was a little bit more, right? Roger Harvey, shout out my way, Roger. That's my best friend, so Mr. Harvey's his father. So now it's like, just off, you know how black culture is in families. Like my father told me first thing going into work, like don't mess up this black man's money. And he's giving it to RV permission. Like, yeah, do what you got to do them. Right. So, you know, if he can literally put his hands on me without my father getting upset, it's a little level, you know, of, of pressure. But um, what I will say, man, Mr. Harvey made me really comfortable. You know, it was like, you know, Alec is your 40. And, you know, um, no, he, of course, he would make it seem like he didn't care, but he later told me that he did care. But at the time, he made it seem like he didn't care. Um, and and to be honest, you know, there's always a little bit of nervousness, but after you do your research, man, like the numbers don't lie. So I'm a numbers guy. So after a certain point, he says that he felt like I was cocky and confident because I'm like, you know, I got square 13, matched at 13, PayPal at 30, 31, meta at the time at 102. Please put some fire in chat for him. Yeah, Alibaba at like 190 something. And come on, 2000, these are all 2016s. So in mm -hmm. 2019, I mean. <laughs> you the man. Yeah. So at that point, well, now we're trimming and now we're using that money and it created an opportunity from, you know, going into that. Um, we I work with this lady, Christelle C. Say, shout out to her from Chicago. Um, does all my, that's what I work with all like our financial deals um, because of like the success from that, we were taking funds from our investment portfolio and then we started his family office. So now from the success of the stock portfolio, we created, you know, the Harvey Ventures family office, which is the vehicle that we use to invest in, you know, early stage tech companies, black entrepreneurs, um, Africa internationally. So the success from the portfolio kind of led into him wanting to expand his investment you know, opportunities and the ways that you look at investment. Uh, for those that are watching right now and feel like their moment hasn't come yet or they're down and out, can you talk about how important it is to give value first and help people win? And that will create your bridge to success because that's been your uh, entire formula. Most definitely. Well, hey, man, my time hasn't came yet either. So I hope it's coming. I hope they are. Those kind of returns. <laughs> ah, man, appreciate it. It's coming. Yeah. Don't be humble. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I, honestly, man, I work around Steve Harper. So, you know, I, I get motivation. You all have been around the four hour. So, you know, like I get motivation out the wazoo. Um, I, I just believe that, it, like, it's always what I can learn from somebody. So, even with Troy and I, like, I think I talked to Troy three times. Shout out Ryan Fam connected us. And we talked for a few yeah. times. And before, you know, I knew Mr. Harvey couldn't do the interview the first time. For me, it was just like, I just want to help. Like, I just want to help these guys because like, they have something amazing. They have something great. And then, you know, like, I know I have a wealth of resources that can be able to access to them that I might be able to put 
to use at that particular time. So for me, um, every uh, relationship doesn't have to be transactional. However, I always want to like just be a value to somebody. Um, like mm-hmm. I watched the Black Godfather, you know, Claire Savant. So shout out to Mr. Yvonne. Like that's you know that's how I want to be. If I can help you to make ten million, I mean, I might not be in a business deal. I'm gonna be in a room on the next one. You know, yeah. so for me, there's always a book value I can provide to somebody because at the end of the day, they're always going to help you once you start, you know, showing that, that you can be an asset rather than a liability. No puns intended, of course, right? But it's like... Pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> every, every, everybody wants someone to add value. Uh, everybody Absolutely. wants, like every successful person I meet, man, Mr. Harvey always says, like, he appreciates people who help him push the wagon. Like, he always has this analogy that he's you know, Tom Henry on the front of a wagon, in that wagon as a man, you got your family, your responsibilities, your friends, and he's pulling that wagon by himself, right? Up this hill, across rocks, all that stuff, wheels breaking, water buckets falling, all that, right? And there's nothing people like that appreciate more than someone who like, man, I see this man pushing this wagon. I'm gonna help him on the side. I might not be able to pull the whole wagon. Well, let me just give a little push on the side. Let me help put this fruit back in the wagon that fell off. Let me knock this rock out your way. Let me, you know, so... I feel like that type of stuff adds more value to people and adds value to you, right? Because mm-hmm. like I, I'm 29, I'm about to turn 30 in a few weeks. And I feel that the only reason a lot of older people mess with me is because of the relationships that I've built with certain people and because of like how I am, right? So I feel like you can't be a leader without being a great follower. Well, to be a great follower, you, what do great followers do? You, you know, you might go get something. I, I've seen, Dan Kathy is the best example of someone who like puts service first. Shout out to Dan Kathy. Go to InvestFest, get those tickets. <laughs> we'll be at it. We'll By be the way, InvestFest. But Dan Kathy, man, he taught me something extremely important. And Dan Kathy is, is a multi billionaire. And if you look at his Chick fil A customer tag, it says Dan Kathy customer service. It doesn't say CEO, it doesn't say boss. If you ever meet him, he's going to give you a Chick fil A sandwich card no matter what, because that's just kind of who his ethos is, his thoughts are. He create, like, he, they're created to serve, right? And then if you meet anybody who works at the Chick-fil-A, they all have that same ethos. So Absolutely. it's from the top down. So if I see billionaires picking up my plate after we're eating at a meeting, and he's the richest person there, like, hey, let me get that for you. Like, it just shows a level of humbleness. So I just think that's kind of needed to get to the next level. Like, you can be arrogant, but... I mean, y'all meet y'all meet more people, you know, than me. So <laughs> you know how it is when you meet a dude, and it's like, okay, this guy not really what I thought. You know, you don't even want to work with him or or, or be around him. You know, I'll say it happens a lot. Surprising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me let me ask you this: You talked about the family office. Can you break that down a little bit for people? They they might have heard of that, or they might not even be aware of that. Why was that important to do, and, and what's kind of you know some some takeaways from that? Yeah, most definitely. So. Uh, a lot of times, um, and people wealth or high net worth individuals um, need a vehicle in which they use to make investments for multiple reasons, um, from either you know having a clean sheet so we can raise money, having a clean sheet to leave to your state or your family, have a clean sheet for tax purposes. Um, so a lot of people do those through family offices. So you might hear how you know. Uh, the Rockefellers or the Coach Brothers or, you know, any multi-billion dollar family has office or how they might be invested in all these different funds. Or you might see a company 
get 200 bucks from something coach or something Rockefeller or something Vanderbilt. That's because most people make a family office, right? And they use this as a place where they can put their money, they can go raise money and they invest for either, you know, a plethora of purposes. So in Mr. Harvey's case, uh, after we started doing well in the stock portfolio, he gets some opportunities all the time, but, you know, he wasn't taking advantage of them. So whether it's, you know, doing Starbucks with Magic Johnson in the early, in the early days, or if it's mm-hmm. doing products in Walmart and cutting deals with Devin Miller, you know, he has all these opportunities. And you just want to structure businesses and things a proper way to flow the right way to win. I always look like an exit, right? Or, I mean, that's just me. So if I make a family office and I'm investing in Uber, I'm investing in PayPal, I'm investing in Lyft, I'm investing in, you know, Coinbase, I'm going to X amount of returns per year. Wow, I can go to Ian, say, hey, Ian, I'm doing 22% returns a year over the next, you know, five years. Come put a million dollars in my fund, come become a limited partner. These are the companies that we invested in in the last five years. This is the companies we're investing in the next five years. I know you can go a five to a 10 year timeline or landscape. Will you invest in my company? Right. So now you see how you hear about all these people buying these companies like Jay Z and a lot of these people, they're doing these funds and family offices. They're not just using their personal money because yeah. most people don't use their personal money at all. So if you want to use outside money from a sovereign fund, from you know multiple investors usually people do that through a family office or some type of vehicle created via a family office i hope i explained that uh i think we got it then we got b one one of the things that i love about you was your vision um every time we speak i mean from the first time we spoke it was like every time you come up with a business idea you hear an opportunity and you're like there's something here we can make something of this when you came to work with Steve Harvey, you said that you were looking at people who were having opportunities right in front of their face and they were missing it. So I'm wondering, where did you get that acumen to have the vision to see the opportunities before everybody else? Uh, I'm not sure, man. Like I've always been, um, for me, like I told Ian earlier, you know, I was a kid in school and everyone was like, you know, I want to be like T.I. I want to be, you know, Young Jeezy. Like I, like, I want to be like Andrew Rockefeller, John Carney. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be a businessman. Then I found out about people like Herman Russell's and the Edgar Perry's of the world. So then I really want to be a black business. You know, I want to be a black businessman. Um, and I just kind of just, I think I just put it towards listening, man. Like I surround myself with me. You all been around. I'm usually, I try to always be the youngest person in the room. Um, and I just try to listen. Like I might be around y'all. Like I, I know I can be the class clown to talk more than anybody, but I'm usually going to try to soak up the game. Um, and listen, uh, you got two ears and one mouth, right? So, and that's just some old Southern sayings, but I mean, something that I really attest to. Um, but I'm just always vigilant, man. Like even with investing for me, you know, people are like, what's your investment thesis and how do you decide on what you invest on? And for me, I tell people all the time, you know, I ask them this question, like in your day-to-day life, what are the top five things that you use or that you see? Right. So everybody got an iPhone. Okay. Boom. Apple. What's in iPhones? Chips. The video. You know, all, all these products in your house are Procter and Gamble. Um, on Instagram, you're on Facebook. There's, that's better. You know, so I kind of look at things. I just feel like you have to be aware of opportunity because everything you look at is making money or someone made some money off of it. Like whether it's TVs, whether it's Wi Fi. Um, whether it's electricity, and then everything was also an idea once. 
So I also had the like the thought that like I'm pretty sure if someone was like, I'm gonna make this phone that I can talk to with a speaker and watch TV on it. And a lot of people were like, man, you tripping. But someone had to think of something first. So I just always look around because like I'm always trying to be vigilant of like an opportunity, whether it's money, whether it's, you know, meeting somebody. And then I'm really from Atlanta, bro. So I just always have my head on a swoop. Like that's the truth, <laughs> the, the truth of it. You know, I can't be caught slipping. Um, you know, it's crazy out here. So I think it's just, I'm always trying to find opportunity. Like it's just, I know there's always an opportunity present. Um, early where it always gets some warm. And then, you know, if there's 24 hours in a day and if someone else can maximize it more than me, why I said they're probably seeing something or know something that I don't. So I'm just always trying to stay on my toes, bro. Like that's honestly it. Your numbers guy, can you give us a blueprint on how you decide when to get in stocks and then at what multiple are you looking to exit? Well, I have a multitude of ways. One, I surround myself with smart people. So, like, if I know Ian, personally, if I know someone, like, I'm probably going to hit him. Like, Ian would tell you, like, I, I hit him a, a few weeks ago, like, yo, what you reading? Like, just for yeah. Like, not, not even, I don't even want to, just what you reading? Like, because he asked me what I was yeah. reading a few weeks back. So, I asked questions. Like, I'm going to ask everybody. If I know Ian's doing nine hours of research and I only had the ability to do an hour, I'm going to talk to him. If his track record speaks for himself. So, I talk to people. And then I read four to six business periodicals every morning. So mm -hmm. research, um, I'm doing research. Uh, what, what like do really you just trends of value for me, bro. Like it's, what do I think? It, PE ratios. And then like, I just try to, I go read, you know, Goldman, JP, I'll go read five, six different analysts information and then kind of formulate my own numbers. Um, but honestly, I'm not, I don't consider myself a trader. Like I invest, like smart. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm a numbers guy, right? So numbers say the longer I hold, the more likely my risk is to go down. So I'm a hold. Yeah, most no, most definitely. So the people ask like, how do you win or why do you win? It's because Steve Harvey. Like they're like, how are you feeling with this recession? I told you I bought Square at 13. They're like, how do you feel about it at 60? I was like, dog, do you know how many times I've trimmed and doubled up between 100 and two? Then and now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. So my and my goal, honestly, for him, I want a hundred thousand shares of every any stock I'm in for him. I want a hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. Yeah, if I can get a hundred thousand, every time it's a dollar, it's gonna go up, right? So for me, like, like all my friends gonna tell you, and this do your own research this is not investment advice, but like me, I'm long on Square. I am a Square bank. Right, like, this was not pre-planned. Please tell us why. <laughs> nah, Ian is, nah. Ian is smiling. <laughs> nah, but like for me, like I have a few that I'm long on. The reason I'm long on Square is one, Jack Dorsey, I feel like is a genius. Secondly, I feel that I use cash. I really have cash. How much cash do y'all have on y'all right now? I really have any cash on me. And then I have Generation Z. My siblings, they don't even want cash. They want Facts. cash app, Zelle. And it's not that I think that they're going to, I do think they're going to be number one. However, I pick top flight players in the industry. So I feel like cashless payments and processing are going to increase and go. And not to mention that we haven't tapped almost 90% of the Africa market. So once that gets tapped, all these fees and charges are just going to go up and increase. Everything's going to increase. People use their phone from streaming, from purchasing. So I just feel like Square is going to go up. Well, actually, just mobile payment processing. But for me, yeah. you know, I also double down, right? Like I like Square and PayPal. So I can't decide. So I'm gonna have a little bit of both, but then better have both. Yeah. yeah. But then like also like 
Facebook, right? Like, I'm long on Meta. Like, I know I heard you interview the other day. He's on the <laughs> <Motor Store. laughs> However, yeah, let's talk Shout about it. everybody on Facebook. I love y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know, we had a show on Facebook, so I don't have any yeah. problems. But they, they canceled the <laughs> so it's all good. Um, but however, like, for me, the reason I like I like Meta and Facebook is because if you look at social media pro- properties, Facebook owns three of the top ten right now, currently, right? And yeah. Facebook might fall off. That's generation. Instagram's dying. TikTok's coming. But an article came out the other day that said Instagram is going to surpass TikTok in 18 months in views. That's fine. And I understand everything about the senior leadership, and they are targeting Mark. I mean, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. However, Zuckerberg for sure. I think he has a joker in the deck in WhatsApp. I do. Y'all know me. I'm all in international business. That's not an international business person that's not using WhatsApp, right? They got however many billions of people. So they add, what, how many? 300 million people use WhatsApp a few years back, $10 a month. That's what, $3 billion a month additional revenue just on the on the blue. And I know people who do like multi $100 million transactions through WhatsApp. So I just feel like that's like a, a joker in the hole. But for me, like I just, so one of my risks to know when to get in and out to answer your question. It's research, man. Like PE ratios, I love those. Um, you know, these companies do these things where like they actually tell you everything that's going on in the company. Um, called like company calls. So they do those quarterly. Yeah. People don't hop on them. Yeah. Dude, when yeah, you got a hundred listen. When yeah. you got a hundred thousand shares, you're invited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get invited for less than that. I, you don't even need that many. I think a hundred yeah, shares. Yeah, you can get invited for like a hundred, I think. hundred shares, yep. So, you know, um, and I, I just listened to those. And then, I mean, we are human, right? Like, if I hear Troy Rashad talking and he's stumbling over his words and or he don't sound believable, then I'm probably not going to, you know. Which doesn't happen on this show. Or yeah, not at all. Because y'all are the biggest. Liabilities. Yeah, it doesn't happen <laughs> on this show. Doesn't have, not going to happen at InvestFest. Speaking That's of which, true. man, you know, I would have loved to drop a bomb or two coming on here, man. And also, you know, I ain't getting no flyer number, but you know, I can promote. I got some followers, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Promote Listen, we gotta get the guy flyer. You know, yeah, flyer. Yeah, I'm looking at the, best best. Fast. I'm looking yeah. the flyer, seeing people I know. I'm like, you speaking here? But, but, but look at that the, the power of helping first and then asking. <laughs> BD, that's a good listen for a lot of Done deal. Done deal. Be on the lookout for that. Done deal. Investor. <laughs> um, what do you think about? We're in the first month of recession, uh, officially. Um, so, what's your? Are you bullish on the on the market in general right now? Or are, you, are you still waiting to deploy capital? You think it can go lower? Um. So, I had I had a conversation with Kevin O'Leary um, last. What? Fall. <laughs> Just casually, casually. And no, nah, and he and um, shout out to Nancy, his PR person. Um, he was just basically saying. Uh, how he diversifies his portfolio and how he positions everything. And I'm saying this for two reasons. First reason I remember, because I remember him telling me he officially had a 10% crypto allocation. So I just remember mm-hmm. that sticking with me because y'all remember he was number one anti-crypto. So once he did a 10% yeah, allocation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, you got to, my advice is follow big money, follow smart money. Um, But, uh, so that was the first thing. So then, um, the second part of that was, I just look at it as if, I actually forgot the question though. I can't even lie to you. Oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 you think it, I, I, I was about to start going to a crypto dive on Solana and I was like, 
are you are, how you feel about the current state of the market? Are you starting to deploy? No, no, stocks. Oh, oh stocks, uh, stocks or oh yeah, yeah. So boom. So after he told me the crypto allocation, then he told me how much of a percentage he had in cash. So he said, I typically have 10. And he was like, I had 25% of cash. All right, boom. So then I immediately went to 25% in cash, right? And I listen to smart people down do my research later. So in the last six months, um, I've been riding a square. Like for me, like I said, I, square, match, uh, PayPal, I exited, um, or I started trimming about six months ago. Um, and right now, I, I feel like we're going to be in recession, right? Maybe another month. I mean, I actually feel like I, we've been living in a recession. That's how, how people have been changing, how they've been spending. Um, mm -hmm. So I know, you know, it's officially supposed to be, what, two negative quarters of GDP. But mm -hmm. um, I kind of do it just based on how people have been spending, right? So for me, I knew it was a recession back when I'm in the club in spring. I don't, I'm not seeing, you know, y'all been seeing the Kaza Zoo bottles on people's page? Like, <laughs> I don't see no more Kaza Zoo bottles. It's lightening up. No more but the nightlife. I was I was talking I was talking to a friend of mine. He was like the Atlanta, the nightlife is definitely um suffering. Yeah. Paper. Yeah. Yeah, man. So like for me, like I, yes, I, I listen to Kramer and I listen to Bluebird, but also like I just look out. So I've been feeling that it's been a recession. I see people pulling back. I, I have personal friends, you know, interest rates rising. So they bought houses in November, they can't close because they're being built. Interest rates went from three to like six, right? So that's adding a few hundred. So for me. We've been in a recession. So about three months ago, I just started uh, DCA, so dollar cost average. Like, that's my everybody who, who knows me would tell you, like, I'm gonna tell you, take you got a, you don't got a hundred bucks, take five dollars every Saturday, buy you a fraction of a share, buy twenty five every day. So for the last few months, I've been DCA, um, I've been getting back and see what I actually did was took notes. For y'all, you know what I'm saying? Actually, thank pull, you. Pull, pull some numbers if y'all see me looking down. Um, so I've been DCAing back into Adobe, DCAing DCA back into Take Two. But mind y'all, I've already had extremely big positions in mm -hmm. all of these companies. Mm -hmm. So my, I'm really just, you know, mitigating my risk, banking on them to go back up. Um, so Adobe, Take Two, of course, Square. Um, PayPal, I've been taking a little hit on it, but also I had a cash and the reserves to take the hit, right? Um, and also, as Ian said, like, I'm banking on 2027 that Block and PayPal have figured it out, and hopefully, you know, we're not using any more cash or and cryptocurrency is to the point where, you know, we're sending that VSA or, or Avalanche or whatever you want to use the same way. Um, so, we kind of just been DCA and for the last three to six months. Um, I wish I could say like I in a week I'm gonna spend two million dollars in my stocks, but I can't time it. So because I can't yeah. time it, I just DCA it out. So we're buying every Monday. Yeah, mm -hmm. every Monday, every Friday, and then like I buy my crypto on Sunday. So 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 every Monday and every Friday you're buying stocks. So I, I'm wondering this because I'm sure after people heard the episode and obviously watched Market Money's last year last week, are they are people approaching you like, can you manage my account? Can you do my portfolio for me? How, how do you handle that? So we, get, we get that all the time. Yeah, I've been getting that since I started from Mr. Harvey, man. Like, one thing about Steve Harvey, he is like a walking billboard, you know? Like, he talked to Timmy <laughs> people on the radio. And then when he's one of those powerful men, where, like, when he's in a room with powerful men, powerful men listen. So uh, I started managing his money. And first Christmas party, 
you know, when I showed him, you know, after two quarters, I showed him his statements. He walked around the Christmas party like, hey, yo, hey, come here. And say, yo, this like, look at this. Yeah, you see that? Yeah. Mo House. Mo House. This boy went to Mo House. He, this my, yeah, he with me. Mm-hmm. We're going places. So um, from that point on, man, I've had some of the biggest attorneys in the, in the city, some of the biggest celebrities, entertainers. Um, but to go back to your point, Ian, of just offering stuff free, like, yeah, I could definitely make money, but I'm also not a fiduciary, right? So, you know, it's some yeah. risk in there that I come across. Um, but what I do is these guys, if these guys work $10 million, right, and, you know, man, there's a firm that does $4 trillion, I mean, $4 billion in revenue a year, uh, shout out to Ernest Greer, uh, why would I charge him to help him with some stock stuff? And he already has, you know, a full financial advisor. I'm just going to help you and volunteer. And when I make him, you know, a few hundred thousand or a few million, like, he's going to look out for me. So for me, like, now... I have one of the most powerful attorneys in the country. Like, he gonna come to my wedding. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we have dinner. I call him. He advises me. Like, yeah, you know, advisors need advising too. And then y'all know I'm 29, so I just need just guidance sometimes. You know, it's it's hard out here navigating. Um, Let's not sweep that under the rug. Because when you told me he was 29, we met at Steve's house. I was like, what? Like you got the wisdom of somebody who's 45. So I was looking at Troy like, boy, in five years, boy, he's going to hit that Forbes list. But I'm, I'm trying to tell everyone, like, giving is, and that's why I always say, like, market money is the hedge fund. Same thing. We give it away for free. Why charge 2 and 20 or 3 and 30? When, if you're thinking long-term, if we build up proof around the world, you know, Africa may give us the money to manage and, you know. <laughs> Africa may give you the money. Who knows, man? God is good. To be continued. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. Now, um, all right. So before we leave, I wanted to ask you a question about crypto because I know you was heavy in the cryptos, NFT space. How do you feel about the current state of NFTs and crypto? They're both suffering. Um, NFT market is down heavy. Crypto is down heavy. Are you still bullish on, on NFTs and crypto? Um, so before I even get into NFTs and crypto, I can't talk about this without saying, like I probably do a lot of shout outs too, but I don't do interviews a lot. See, I got, <laughs> like, you know, I got a lot of people, who, you know, so a lot of people, a lot of people in the village. So before I start talking about crypto, um, shout out my boy, Julian McMillan, Monetize McGee, uh, my Morehouse brother. He, him and I kind of dove into crypto at the same time. Um, and then shout out uh, Joe Black on Instagram. The real name's Carl. He's he's one of the quants I was telling you about, Ian. Um, gotcha. And basically, they introduced me to this group called The Blacklist, and it's about 150, 200 people. Um, so people like you, myself, lawyers, entertainers, a few, you know, analysts. Um, and basically, it's just a group that people created to share information. Um, and that's during what? During the covid I think I was probably eight hours in Discord a day with mm-hmm. these guys. And I learned everything from exactly what the smart contract is. How does what's the difference between Avalanche, Polygon? What's the difference between, you know, NFTs and the different type of ways of farming them and, and everything you can possibly imagine. So first off, shout out to those guys. Um, but yeah, I'm still bullish on I'm bullish on blockchain. And, and crypto as as space. 
I, I still bullish. Um, I'm a long-term guy. So there's no way that you can tell me that crypto.com arena and they're giving away crypto and all these things during these marketing events. There's not going to be a mass adoption, especially like if this is going to be the worst type of crypto and it's still at this mass adoption, I think it's has room to grow. Um, but yeah, I'm extremely bullish on NFTs. I feel that like NFTs, the technology is just ownership, right? So I feel like the, the, the way we use the technology is going to change. Um, and once again, this is also a thing where I'm in a room with people a lot smarter than me. So, you know, I'll go to NFT and uh, NYC or Crypto Bahamas. And then, you know, you're sitting in room with people like Maddie Sanu, who, if y'all don't know, like look them up and Sinu Capital, S-I-N-O Capital, he 300X, 30 mil. So y'all do the math. Uh, and it's all on protocols. Uh, and it's all on protocols and, and uh, blockchain technology. Um, so I feel that NFTs and crypto are here to stay. Uh, I'm dollar cost averaging every Sunday. Um, I have some favorites. I have some I like. I'm pretty, I'll, I definitely want to talk to Ian about it because I know he doesn't like a few of my favorites, you know? Uh, I know you're just... I have no... Yeah, he had no, he had no favorites. Give people the truth. And Which for those in the comments... I'm What's not caping. I'm I'm just here to get the truth. What's your favorite Ethereum? Nah, I I, I like Solana. Uh, Solana. And for me, yeah, it goes down. Oh, I don't know if she was Solana. Yeah, 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 but I I, I and you know maybe maybe uh we can get the, one of the founders of it on here. And you guys can talk to him and and thank you. And that way, I yeah, appreciate it. Helping, helping, helping. <laughs> Ali, you. Yeah, I we told you this guy knows. You man, we did that as family, a family feud. They real dope, but they, you know, Solana just introduced like Solana Messenger, and it's not the fact that like they introduced like a phone, but it's the fact that like that's where the space is going. That's so it's not, plate, it's not, it's not this phone, it's the one that comes 30 years down the line. And I can send in crypto just from tapping or buy stuff. So I'm, I'm long on blockchain technology, I'm long on crypto. I think NFT is going to be used for whether it's stay. This is a four-hour conversation. It can be used for real estate. It can be used for art. Is where I, where I really feel like the ownership of art and things like that is where it's going to really be valuable, right? I mean, if the Mona Lisa has the blockchain of, of who owns it, you can truly see it, right? So um, I think it's here to stay. Um, but do your own research, man. Um, but there's a lot of people out here giving a lot of bad info. Um, Ton of them. Another thing I want to say, man, uh, you ever hear that saying, like, who, who you come to the table with matters? Like who you get your information from matters too, right? So you might finally get the chance to meet Ian or Troy or Rashad and you're talking business and you're talking some off the chain talk from an incredible source. And yeah, they listen to you and they nice and they're going to take their picture. But when you walk away, I'm pretty sure they're not going to be like, yo, he's one of the ones, you know? Like, so <laughs> make sure y'all not just listening to these guys. And they're like, honestly, for me, dog, if you weren't in, if you weren't in crypto before me, 2020, yeah. Nah, 2020, bro. If you not, if you weren't in uh, on Bitcoin, we're like, you, I need you to be on a, at least three exchanges that crash and like that are no longer so like 2013, <laughs> 2012. Like my pops was telling me, like he was buying Bitcoin where it was like 14 bucks, you know. And he was like buy a thousand in my freshman year in college. I was like, man, you know. And then when I graduated, I was like, dang. So. Yeah. Careful who y'all listen to, man. Uh, thank you for platforms like y'all, because you know, I've been tapped in. You know, I've been doing my research, bro. Y'all, y'all been legit for a while. It, it sounds like Biddy, you, you, you are one of the ones. I and I can say that. But after we we spoke, I'm, we've always said that like Biddy's one of those guys. Twenty nine. Yeah, this is a brilliant mind. 
you started as an entrepreneur, obviously with the sneakers. I wonder what's what's obviously we we already covered that you were a visionary. What's what's on your your board now if you have one like in the next five years? Where you see yourself going with it? Uh, so on my board right now, next five years, um, get Steve Harvey or Billy that I'm generating. Not like I I don't want hands in it from anyone else. So get Steve Harvey to that billionaires list, man. You know, Forbes. I don't know where I get these numbers, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's on, all I'm man. saying. That's That's politics and everything. Yeah. Um, but uh we love you, Forbes. Um, but that's the first part. Uh just help him grow. I mean, as you know, man, he's a once-in-a-lifetime talent in the act, and he's just a world-class guy. Um, and for me, you know, I just want the world to see him in his business. Like, so I appreciate you guys for the interview. Like he said, y'all the biggest. Like, I'm 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 cornering that. Like, that's the name of the, I'm about to change the group chat name to that. <laughs> All that y'all are truly. The biggest so i just want to just kind of show their life for him in the business mode um we're still doing tv so you know i ep a few shows family few africa family few ghana um we're still heavy in africa um so anybody in africa looking to do any major business serious hit me up um we're expanding to the uae uh, as you all know we created a, a company re recently last year middle east and basically we facilitate transactions for companies from the east and the western world so you know, that's introducing governments and dignitaries to the Kevin Hart's, the the Sylvester Salons of the world. And that's also doing things like taking, um, you know, Zaxby's or, you know, Wendy's or companies over to the region to do business in Qatar, Saudi Arabia's of the world. So just focusing the scale of man going, going global and then while doing all that for him, you know, that opens up a lot of opportunities for me. So, you know, I'll, I'll do a lot of that stuff for them, but if someone sees you, you know, they're not going to be like, oh, Ian, you're only going to do investments on your show. Like, hey, can you come do investments for me? So once people see you have a certain skill set, now just like, you know, making connections and making plays. So I like being known as someone who kind of, you know, if I call, pick up. You know, I'm not calling. I'm, I'm calling some money on the phone. You know, <laughs> yeah. if I'm calling, pick up, man. So that's really it, man. And then, you know, hopefully, you know, I think, I think we can figure out some cool things to work on, man. I think it's an opportunity for us brothers to create something great. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that, that's going to happen for sure. You are officially part of the Back Outside Tour, so that, <laughs> that will happen. Only this weekend, because my uh, my fiance had a, a bachelorette party, but she come back today, so I got about five hours, and y'all know it's love. Oh, how far? I know, y'all know it's love, because it's, it's five o'clock on the 4th of July. I'm supposed to be outside right now. <laughs> y'all see this love fit? You, my fit, I got some I'm talking about fresh ones, fresh ones waiting to be broken out. So as soon as we get off of here, man, I'm gonna step outside. But I can I appreciate the opportunity. Like I, I never really talk to people about the business stuff. You know, I might do a few posts, but you know, I'm usually behind the scenes, man. You know? Yeah. So my, my final question for you in the next five years, what company on a venture angel or public equity side are you most excited about? If you can't answer it, I'm cool with that too. You can't say it, okay? No. Mm. I get it. I, I, get uh, it. I mean, most are, are we talking like from uh, Steve? Steve, Steve is different. Right I have some. <laughs> see, I have some. Well, <laughs> the, the thing I'm most excited about um, is investments. If y'all just want to be a hundred with you, I'm not trying to lie to you. Well, you know, what I'm most excited about is investments. I mean. I might not be speaking, but you know, I am going to be there in the building. So I'll, I'll be walking around. You got to put him on the panel or something. People, you know, yeah, it's, so up to, it's up to him. It's up to him. 
You yeah, never want to be on the panel? Come on. I don't know. Is, is this how they told you they asked me? Because I ain't even hear nothing about it. I, talk, <laughs> I got two text messages. They, they've been busy. Been All my text messages so, said so this is the Zoom link. <laughs> well, will you grace us with your presence I and love, drop some man. of these gems at Invest Fest? I, I'd love to, man. You know, it's in my hometown. I, I would love to. That's um, easy. That's easy. Add, add, add it. Add it. Yeah, appreciate Fly it. Fire soon as Um On the stock side, uh, I feel that, um, like right now, Starbucks. I feel like Starbucks is extremely discounted. Um, yeah. The CEO just came back. Traditionally, if you look at their history, every time he comes back, the stock goes. Yeah, he's a multiplier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's. He is the most wise. He's one of the smartest yeah. people in the world, in my opinion. So um, I've doubled down on Starbucks. And uh, I just think that um, like my girl works at Uber Eats, right? So I just see how they're integrating their technology. So I just feel like mm -hmm. Starbucks is one of these companies. Like, they're a food company, but they're really a tech company. Like they're they're yeah, yeah. a tech company. Like, Chick-fil-A and Starbucks are the, are the top two food apps. And Chick-fil-A is private. So I don't know if Dan has any plans or Andrew, but... If Chick-fil-A was a stock, it would be Chick-fil-A. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I like, uh, I just said Starbucks. Uh, of course, Square. I'm doubling down on Square. Um, uh, I'm a big one of Intuit. So, you know, like TurboTax. Mm -hmm, yeah. People following taxes forever. Mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm big on Match still. Matt, I, I like I'm, I'm an investor, bro. So I've been saying these companies all day. Like, I'm I'm yeah. big on match because people are gonna be single forever. Like people, dating is always gonna be an opportunity. Like financial literacy is always gonna be an opportunity because people are always gonna need to learn. Yeah. Always and if you come to Invest Fest, you may meet the love of your life who can provide an amazing life for you. And definitely, definitely, segways learning. <laughs> yeah, and then on the private sector side. Um, I love everything we invested in through Harvey Ventures. Um, so, if, you know, if any LPs out here looking to get in on this this money train, you know, y'all can hit me up. So everything in the Harvey's Venture portfolio is extremely, doing extremely, extremely well. And yeah. uh, if you join the Harvey's Ventures portfolio, then you can find out, you know, 22%, you know, last few years, we've been doing some pretty good numbers. That's amazing. Yeah, you have A legend. There you have it. I appreciate you, brother. Um, definitely, you know, a great resource. Somebody that I've been talking to almost every other day at this point, um, getting ready for Invest Fest. You know, through a lot of lifelines with the Dan Cathy situation, of course, you know, Steve Harvey, different things of that nature. I'm dead serious. So if y'all buy this ticket to Invest Fest, but the thing is that like they're really not telling you, like, yes, I'm gonna be there, but I'm inviting at least a hundred me's to other people not on anything mm. copy, right? So they're going to be so many people walking around in normal gear and fresh because they're not at it's work. Quiet killers. However, I'm talking about it's the VIP night for a reason. It's the yeah. VIP room for a reason. Like everybody I've mentioned tonight, I'm inviting personally. So they're going to be people that you want to do music. It's going to be someone in there who does music. You want to do, you know, logistics. I guarantee there's someone in there who does logistics. You want to get a job. I guarantee HR people, I've invited big them. facts because no one loves going to a conference more than someone who gets a job and then tells someone the next year. You know what I'm saying? So nah, they gonna be in your man. So that, yeah, that, was really, nice. that, that was really important. I, we spoke and I'm like, yeah, I want all of those. I want the celebrities to be there and stuff like that. The vibe, but I want the I want the entertainers. That's important, but more importantly, I want the entrepreneurs, the lawyers, the the contract negotiators. 
like those people because that's the real value people that nobody knows mm -hmm. but it's really controlling the vibe and you might just be at the bar and just spark up hey what do you do oh i'm i'm a lawyer and da -da -da -da, i'm a cpa at this firm and i manage this amount of money mm -hmm. da -da -da -da. oh yeah well, da -da 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 -da. and so that's that's the kind of you know vibe that we're trying to curate, especially for VIP night because mm -hmm. it's more of an intimate yeah. situation. So don't worry, Bring man. We're gonna drop these bombs. We're gonna drop these yeah. bombs. We're gonna drop I'm gonna these bombs. I appreciate you, but would you like to tell them your social media? Oh yeah, I'm real simple, man. I, um, I bought my name from somebody a few years back because I felt like I was knowing where I was going in life. You know, I negotiated fifteen. $15, but I, I sifted. Nah, <laughs> listen, I ain't, I told you I don't have Bitcoin now, and this is why, because I had sent it in Bitcoin, and and y'all know $15 in Bitcoin in, in 2014, that shit was like four grand, five grand, some crazy stuff, so I, I don't, you know, I'm out of that, but uh, Tabiti, on oh. Instagram, T-H-A-B-I-T-I, -I, um, and that's pretty much all I'm on. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. A lot of real professional people, like when they actually want to do some work, find a way to get your email from LinkedIn. I guess it's like professional mm -hmm. service or something. And um, I mean, if you want to really get in contact and do some work, uh, the stevensgroup.co, that's my, my website. Um, side note, man, when y'all come to InvestFest, man, have y'all a website, have something y'all can give somebody that you can airdrop to their phone. Like, you know, they have these new cars now. Yeah. You can yeah, airdrop yeah. someone on five, 10 seconds. Like, yeah. Maybe y'all need to do like a video on an invest fest etiquette. Like, yeah, etiquette. What you need to have. Like, fire. What you need to have. You need to have my, I need to have my email. I need to have a business, whether it's a headshot, you know, like your social media got to be, yeah. yeah. How to get yeah. in contact and, and get it to people quick. Cause if Ian walking through the crowd, I guarantee you a lot of red pandas on him. Yo, Real I got quick. five yeah. seconds. Boom. You got a phone? Let me do this. Oh, your phone dead? Boom. So y'all just be prepared, man. Um, but yeah, that's it, man. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate what y'all doing for the culture. Y'all had my young boy Ian on uh, the other day. Ian Brock. Ian Brock. Yeah. 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 On my mentees. He, 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 he's a future. Um, so I just appreciate what y'all doing for that generation. Man, uh, and, and Ian and both of y'all, bro, like my little brother's 16. He got his first job. Um, and I just try to talk to him, you know, five, 10 minutes every week about investing. And you all make it to the point where I can just say, you want, I mean, of course I had to bribe. I'm like, I'm going to give you $1,000 if you watch, you know, 50 EYL. Fire, 50 EYL Master uh, and Market Monday videos. I'm going to give him 1000 However, you all made it to the point where like, he's calling me like, yo, I'm Googling, I'm Googling like, did you know Facebook did this? And like, did you know it changed his name to Meta? And of course he, he late. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. But he's doing the work. Doing it. I wasn't doing it at 16. But it's because of y'all, bro. And y'all make it cool. Like, like I really appreciate y'all for making it cool. Like, for me, the only reason I ever got into business is because I saw somebody who looked like me um, in person mm. uh, do it. So, like, y'all just keep y'all the future, bro. And y'all, you know, anything I can do to help, uh, I definitely want to get y'all out here to the Stephen Marty Hardy Foundation, get you in front of these families, get you in front of these boys. Um, and maybe we create a financial, some crazy program across the country where we're some of these school boards or something. Um, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Let's do it. Let's do it, bro. All right, bro. I appreciate you. Appreciate man. you, man. I appreciate y'all, man. I can just hang up. Yeah, I appreciate you. <laughs> All right, man. You know, you're old soul. He said, Can I hang up? <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, I'm a millennial, bro. Like, I'm old, bro. 
<laughs> but I appreciate y'all. know what that make me. I'm a dinosaur. Nah, hey, man. Listen, y'all probably got internet in the mail when it was on, on uh, y'all remember? On disc, AOL. Yeah. yeah. Dial up, Big like 2.0, right. 1.0. All y'all, all... yeah. Yes, See, yeah. I like talking to y'all because y'all made me feel good. <laughs> boy, ASL was in the chat rooms getting it in, boy. <laughs> uh, man, I appreciate y'all, man. Anything y'all need, tap in. I, I, I appreciate the support. And, and Mr. Harvey, appreciate y'all uh, also, man. And y'all know he he does look at y'all like future, just like a mentee relationship. So, bro, like we just appreciate everything, man. So, uh, love is love, man. Likewise. No, thank you, bro. I, I appreciate it. All right. There you have it. A legend. Ladies wow. A legend. The man behind the man. Very important conversation. Um, you know, it's look it's, how much value he gave though. Like the multiple times he promoted InvestFest, even when he asked what his goal was, it was to help Steve. Help somebody else. Yeah. That's the blueprint. Like, <laughs> oh, he's 29. Yeah. And when started, Jay was on the radio, like he's 16, he's 29. That's crazy. You said in my mind, I was thinking the same thing. Like he's only 16, but like he started this, <laughs> well, he was an entrepreneur at 16, 17 years old when he had his own sneaker business. I mean, he had the intuition to say like when he had that first opportunity, like he said, like he drove away He told him no, but like, nah, wait, let me, let me rethink this. Can I meet with you tomorrow? He had that intuition to say, mm -hmm. this is bigger than me. Let me help. And he's still doing it. that. That quite like that tells you who he is. When you when I ask him about the vision board, and he's like, it's still to help to help help him get yeah. to that status that he's been trying to get to his whole life. And in turn, by helping him, it's going to automatically open opportunities for me. It, it sounds simple, but people really don't understand it. Forget that. Add value, man. Yeah. Add value. Yeah. And entrepreneurs make the best investors. And if you go be an employee. If you've ever been an entrepreneur right now and you go get a job, boy, you'll be all-star. Because now you only have to focus on one job. As an entrepreneur, you're focused on 29 different things. And most entrepreneurs can just singularly focus on one or two things at a job. You guys can do anything you want to. So um, thank you, Tabidi. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, yeah especially, you know, for yeah. holiday, great holiday episode. Yeah. Um, so let's talk. We can do this a lot next week, but I do have a question. Ah uh, yeah, let's talk about this trending topic. <laughs> so this is something that went semi-viral. Uh, when shout out to to Angela Yee, shout out to Lip Service, shout out to Lip Service, um, the ladies at Lip Service. So we was in BT Press Row, and uh, they sat next to us. So we they interviewed us, and um, we were asking some questions. So they interviewed and they asked me um, about a date, a first date. Like what's the what's the you know, amount of money that you can spend on a first date. Yeah. And, um, you know, I gave an answer and, uh, apparently it was a very controversial answer because a lot of men, Why? a lot of men wasn't happy with what I had to say. Um, and said, said some unnice things. Some people said some unnice things. You okay? Yeah, I, I'm all right. Okay. But, um, I think it's a conversation worth having. It hurt your feelings a little bit. No, 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 it's all good. I ain't yeah. taking that. You can't, you know. What, what, what would Jay say? It's a penalty of your leadership? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I ain't really mm -hmm. get into it too much. But I feel like, you know, it's a conversation worth having because we talk about finances and um, relationships and finances. They go hand in hand. Very important. And just having some level of, you know, etiquette, uh, understanding behind it is very important. Um, 
So, yeah, I think that, you know, when I was saying, let's just add a little bit of clarification to it. So they asked me about a first date and I said, for me personally, um, you know, it probably would be at a restaurant like STK, things of that nature. And I'm like, you know, oh, the question was how much did you spend on the first date for those yeah, who don't know? Yeah. So I'm like, you know, three, three to 500. So apparently that was a blasphemous statement to be made. So let me fully unpack this. Hey, I never said that that's what you have to spend. Well, every single person should do that. Never said that. I just, she asked me a question about what I'm doing. So that, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Lie. And secondly, I know, I understand we have a coastal bias too, because we live in New York. We spend you a live lot, in New York. Yeah. yeah. We literally spend a lot of time in LA, even Atlanta or Miami. So it's like, you know, it's different, right? You in New York city, it's going to cost $40 just to park your car. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, you get a couple appetizers, you get a couple drinks. I mean, you can come up, you can come across 300 very easy with a tip. And then if you go out afterwards, you know, catch a vibe at a, you know, a lounge, you know, it's not unreasonable amount of money to kind of, to have that. It's just kind of put it in perspective. Um, Investing has considerable risks. <laughs> Please consult your advisor. If you don't have the capital to do so, it's okay. But and then I would, whatever percentage. And then they were like, yo, it's not financially responsible. Da, 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 da. But my whole thing is this, where it was like, um, if you can't afford, how I look at it is if you can't afford a couple hundred dollars to go out on a date, then you probably shouldn't be dating. And that's okay. Cause there's been times in my life where I was going out on dates and I'm like, yo, it's costing too much money. Like this is adding up and it's becoming a, yeah. a, a financial bill for me. And I got to just fall back and focus, focus, lock myself in a room and focus on making money until I can actually afford to date. And it's not yeah. a financial burden or I don't feel, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, sometimes in life, you just got to look at it and just be like, all right, right now, I'm not in that, in that I'm in grind mode right now. Right now I'm in grind mode. I'm focusing, I'm building my business. I'm getting my resources. And then when I can, when I can afford it, then, you know, or you can just, you know, play the game, how you, how you feel that you want to play it. But I don't think that, um, you know, I don't think that saying that somebody doing that is wrong. It's just like, you know, that's something that you guys are supposed to be leading the culture and financial literacy. <laughs> this is what you come with. But also, I was talking to 19 Keys. Shout out to 19 Keys. And, you know, he, he put a, a clip out of a young lady that was talking about being submissive and all that. And we all thought that that was a good message as far as how she said. But I'm like, you can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Meaning, like, you can't expect a woman to be submissive and to take care of you and to take care of the family and to show you so much, like, treat you like a king if you're not acting like a king. So it's like, you know, there's responsibility. Everybody wants to be called the king, but nobody wants to be a king. There's responsibilities with being a king. It's not like you just live in and you just get grapes served to you. Being a king is hard. Like a lot of people rely on you. You got to feed a lot of people. You got to make sure a lot of people's good. Like you got to be a leader. Even when you're weak, you got to be a leader. Being a king, a lot of, a lot of stuff comes with that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, as far as women, um, if you are, if you are around a young lady and you're courting her, then you should a great investment for the future. You should act like you're, you should act like you're courting her and it might not work out, but that's life, right? Some investments don't work out. You mm -hmm. might put money into an investment and, and it goes away. But if you're going to invest time into a young lady, then you should treat her like an investment and you should give her that level of comfort and stability, mm -hmm. even early, even early, because it's like first impressions 
is the most important thing. So it's like, yeah, you might not necessarily get married to the woman, but I don't think that, you know, paying for the first date is something that, you know, mm-hmm. is an unre- unrealistic expectation. I, yo, I, I, I told you, man, I, I ain't say anything wrong. I ain't say anything wrong with it. Like, but prior to all of this, before it was Earn Your Legion, when it was just like Rashad Bilal, Troy Mills, like that's how we grew up. Like we we caught it, like we paid for any time when he said, like you said this in the same way, like a woman's not gonna spend anything around me. And that's true. Like it's just not something, just, just how we was how we was raised really. Like it was like, all right. And that's without and, expectation. And that's without that's any expectations, saying. right? Yeah. And somebody, I think people are like, well, if she brings her friends and it's like, nah, it's not about that. So, it's not about so that. So if- Ian said that. Nah, I'm gonna say, we're gonna get to Ian. We're gonna get to Ian in a sec. But like a woman understanding that, listen, you know, I'm gonna take this responsibility to court you it's up to her to be uh, that woman that's respectful. It's not going to be an abusive situation. It's like, I want to spoil you. And in turn, like you said, like there's spoil, there's other, there's the other end of it, right? Like you're going to spoil me in other ways, right? With love and compassion and, and nurturing of, of our children. So like it, it goes back and forth. I didn't really see, it's crazy. Cause I saw the comments going, my phone wouldn't stop buzzing. I'm like, I turned it off. I'm like, yo. I understand that we're in a recession and I am sensitive. I don't want men to feel like I'm pressuring them nah. to spend money that nah. they don't have. I, I get it. P- trust me, I get it. If they ask you what you did. Yeah, exactly. That's what, what That's what I'm saying. So I don't I don't think you should you should feel intimidated. And by me. Yeah. Because yeah. there could be something like Floyd might say the first time I meet a girl, I'm gonna take her on a private plane. I'm not I'm not doing that, but I'm not yeah. I, I don't feel away by him saying that because that's something that he's actually really could probably do if he wants to do that. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? So it's like everybody's different, everybody's in and I'm not comparing myself to anybody. I'm just saying, like, as far as what I'm doing. Now, Ian did say. Another comment that she made, she said, well, if, if she brings her friends and she's like, you know, would you pay for the friends too? And I said, yeah, because I've actually done that before. And people think like, oh, you're a simp. It's the difference between getting taken advantage of and having a vibe. Yeah. I've yeah. never had a situation where I felt uncomfortable in a situation. It's like if we were a, a group of girls and yeah. we hanging out and they got appetizers and they got food. I'm not going yeah, to, when the know. bill comes, I'm not going to say, hey, <laughs> I need $25 from you. Can you cash at me 15? That's if, big corny. If that's being a simp, yeah, then yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Like, I'm not going to yeah. sit here and like try to be a mathematician and calculate you had a apple martini and you had that. Da, 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 da. I'm just not going to do it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But Ian, you said that you disagree with that. So I'm, I'm interested to hear your point of view. If I'm going on a first date with a woman, you can't bring all your homegirls. Yeah, I, I mean, but what if, I what if, what if, what if, what if, now, now, if we were out and we're already cool, yeah, like what if it, what if, what if it just happened by like, are you going on a date? I don't mm-hmm. think they would bring it to the, like, let's say y'all go on a date and then the vibe is good. And then you go into like, you just get some drinks somewhere. Like, you know what I'm saying? A rooftop. Oh yeah, that's and cool. her, I mean, I'd date that away on, on the show, in cash apps. Put y'all some shot if I made you money, I make you cash apps. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was no big thing, yeah. If yeah. we go on the first date, I don't expect you to bring three people with you, nah. unless I'm gonna bring three people with me and then it's a, it's a group vibe. Yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, I just feel like if, if for whatever reason, you know, a friend comes through and hey, come have a drink, da 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 da. Yeah. I, I just feel like we gotta we gotta start getting to a vibe where we treat we treat women better. Yeah. And part I of that, was, this is not tricking. You gotta pick the ones you're gonna do this with. Cause at one point I was a king of 
I want to take you out to take you down. You hear me? Then I elevated. <laughs> yeah, and, and then for me, like, like, like I even told Angela Yee, I'm like, look, Angela Yee has been out with us several different times, and that's just a friend of yeah. ours. Like, I'm like, yeah. you're not paying for nothing. And there's no expectation. It's not like you know what I'm saying. Like, we yeah. just, we just yeah, same, same thing. We hang out with Weezy and all. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, you, you cannot pick up a check. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. 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 It's so. like. I don't, I don't understand. It's I don't understand why men feel so uncomfortable about just showing love to women. Like it's not like you being a trick or you leading with money. I'm not leading with money, but it's like I want women to feel comfortable around me. Like women and children, I want them right. to feel comfortable. And, and it, as they should. Yeah, it's like you know what I'm saying. Like even men, like I might I might even pay for a man's bill. Like if we around da 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 da, but. I'm not done that a lot too. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. But it's like, you know, for women and children, of course, I'm always yeah. going, you know, show love and, and make sure that they're good. And there's a difference between getting taken advantage of. I'm not just taking people on random shopping sprees, but I just think psychologically we gotta we gotta reframe the way that we we think. And um, we're never gonna get somewhere as a culture, as a society, if the most important people in our ecosystem which are women are constantly like it's a battle like you know what i mean like no we going dutch we splitting this da, 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 da. i mean if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do but yeah. don't glorify it like you know what i'm saying like no i'm not paying for nothing they gotta pay for everything and don't do this and I'll, you only get one drink minimum like you know what i'm saying or, like or you could do that and, but you also setting a bad standard for your daughters this is true this is right we gotta be conscious of the way we raise our daughters but that would be if the question was asked to them the question was asked to what, and the thing, like I said, I want to make this very clear. Like that's not something that's new. Like it's, it's like, oh, he's in a different tax bracket now. So he's doing, no bro. Like I've been around him doing this prior to Like, yes, that's just how we, that's how we was brought up, bro. Like my parents, yeah. my, my my dad told me that, like, listen, make sure that you take care of your women, make sure you take care of your wife, make sure that, you know, she's pills secure, which is the number one thing they want. You want them to feel safe and secure and appreciate it. So we got to do that. Like I'm stuck. When Angela asked that question, I said, I'm still dating my wife. So I treat her like I'm dating her. And I'm not married, by the way. There was some confusion. There was some confusion <laughs> in the comments. Uh, a few, few people were like, well, I thought he was married. And one person was like, well, I guess once you get once you get to a certain status, that doesn't matter. I'm not. I'm going to say it for you. Y'all shut up with that. <laughs> I'm not married. <laughs> Troy's married. I'm not married. Let's just get that understood. Listen, okay? the, the bigger conversation, some of y'all need to take your kids on three and $500 dates. A lot of y'all in them comments who are saying that when I see y'all out and about, y'all be trying to trick and don't be having down and say, no motion. She won't let you spend the money on her. That's she part of the issue. You <laughs> 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 won't let you. Mr. A, bro, just chill. Because if he really out there getting it, you don't care what he said about how much will we spend it, you know? Hey, man. Yeah. And shout out to everybody in the Red Pill community. I love that y'all love Fresh and Fit and shout out to my guy Steph. Steph is cold. Like, but some of y'all who be talking about red pill stuff, y'all, when I see y'all out, y'all be having no traction. We don't have to make a pod about a pod, about a comment about a pod and remix. I know everybody wanted to do content. MB came on here and told y'all two weeks ago, he in the real estate and he has one of the biggest media shows ever. That's it. A lot of y'all trying to do content for the wrong reason. Just enjoy. And uh, I'm taking you on vacation, put yes and I'm just paying. Hey, it should have been worse. Boy, you you talk about my first dates, boy, <laughs> boy.
<laughs> took you on vacation for yes. I should be looking like that day fiance. Quit playing with me. <laughs> yeah, we're accepting all thank you letters going forward. It could have been worse, man. But nah, but man, man, I gotta, you know, come on, come on, God. Like, come on, man. We 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 not we not here to beat the men down, man. We you know, yeah, we, we had to support y'all. we had to support the men. We love the men, but ultimately we gotta act like men and we can't, you know, we can't act like little kids, man. So um Mike, clip this up and put this out first so they can hate both me and Shotty. <laughs> but this shit gonna go viral. Shea Room to go attack Shea Room, Jason Lee. Who else you need? One of these gonna go crazy. Oh man! And listen, I start putting them little relationship posts up, and I said, "Man, I'm getting two hundred thousand views in five days, but the price of Bitcoin getting two thousand. <laughs> Let me do the shock of bars real quick. Shock of bars. Oh, I'm a clickbait y'all to death this year. <laughs> shock of bars. Go ahead. Oh man, but yeah, so you know, I'm glad we got that. But yeah, maybe maybe every once in a while we can have some segments, and we're working on some 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 stuff too. But it's important to have more content. I understand that now people are really interested in these relationship conversations. Yeah, so we need to have different type of content that's related to that, um, because it's important. Yeah, we've had plenty of great relationships as an investment. Why not? It's it's your biggest investment. That is a true. That's say it again. That is true. The biggest investment. It is. Assets over liability. It is. Hey. And make sure it has the sets in it too, not just the ass part y'all be looking for. Some of y'all be chasing <laughs> the wrong thing. That's, that's that balance line. sheet end up messing. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> what you pick will have the biggest impact. And also, too, like I don't want to go too deep but in terms, even if when things are not right, if you got kids, you still got to provide. Hey, man. That's true. Like, it's sometimes for women, can you, they, a lot of times the women don't care about the amount. It's a litmus test to if we have child or if we get married, will you be able to carry this load? Cause a lot of dudes say anything up until that baby come. And then it's like, oh, it ain't mine. You know, it's yours. Gotta take care. I'm just telling you personally. <laughs> I think it's something that he heal our women. Stage the girls boo too much. Be real to all women. Hey. I guess it's cause they run with lame dudes too much. Just saying, uh, provide. Rest in peace. And having a ball right now playing Fortnite. So, yeah. Uh, and I know some of y'all are gonna say we catering to the women. I'm not never going to do the Derrick Jackson thing. I'm just being real. <laughs> no, nah, uh, like I said, it's just it's just reality rap. But, um, hey, yeah. to each his own. Everybody's hey, entitled man. to their own opinion. Shout out to y'all, yeah. though. and shout out to all the women who've been in our company when we've gone out to dinner that can vouch for us. We're just gentlemen. Y'all gonna make me mad. And I, next year we do Invest Fest in my board. We just, yeah, we just gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Distinguished gentlemen. We do Invest Fest for all women, Bore Bore. <laughs> on tour. <laughs> the world tour. <laughs> Ladies of Leisure tour. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right, well, folks, speaking of relationships, we got a great one with uh, our good folks over at Ally. Uh, Ernest, Red Panda family. We want to give you a great choice if you're looking to bank or invest. Ally is a leading digital financial service company with passionate customer service and is relentlessly focused on doing it right for both customers and our communities. Ally is giving away uh, to our market money viewers. That's you, everybody listening right now. Everybody can hear my voice. A special offer when you go to ally.com slash EYL so that you can save, invest, and spend on the things that matter most to you. So again, that's ally.com slash EYL for everything we need. We're all better off with an ally. All right, securities, products, and services are offered through Ally Invest Securities LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. Shout out to the good folks over there, Ally. Good relationship. 
Yeah, good people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it's been real, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoyed uh your holiday. We will be back next week. Yeah, with missiles next week. Bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna, yeah. Yes, because y'all been so patient. I know you're like, just say it. Sorry that I made you wait long, yeah, but just you know, ain't got to draw. Yeah. yeah. Next week, not only will we be providing high level information as always, but we will be having, you know. We also have them all. Yeah. Dykeman. <laughs> Shout out to the good folks at Dykeman. Legendary. EYL sponsors this year with is three sponsors Jordan Brand, Foot Locker, and Earn Your Leisure. Well so, yes. Dimalo. Uh, Dimalo, six o'clock. First game of the season. Uh, New York City, you know, basketball is real big for New York City. Shout out to Gersh Park. Cardi B was at Gersh. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. The other day, Kingdom is, is off. They they going crazy right now. Kingdom, shout out to the Rucker. So, you know, New York City is very competitive. Basketball is, is an extremely important part of the culture. And um, summertime is nothing like it. So um, it's dope. An honor to have that relationship with Dykeman and to all, all the parks that we have relationships with, but Dykeman as family. So I wouldn't miss it for the world. We'll be there tomorrow, six o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Right carpet the street ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who the greatest uh street ball in New York history? The, the greatest player ever? Yeah. Skip Tamalu, I think, is the greatest streetball player ever in the history of, of street ball because he's the only one that actually transitioned to the NBA successfully. How to say, I mean, of course, you got guys like even before my time, like Joe Hammond and Pee Wee Kirkland, Connie Hawkins, and yeah, Earl Manigo. I didn't, yeah. I didn't get a chance to see them play. I heard the stories about them, though. I heard the stories about them, but I think when you look at a guy like Skip Tamalu, Ray for Austin, who was a legend at 16 years old, helped and one become a billion yeah. dollar company. Sure. That and one mixtape was legendary, but then he also went to Fresno and played for the legendary uh, Jerry Tarkanian and then went to the NBA and was in the NBA for like 10 years. Went to the Um, finals with the Magic. Yeah, so I feel like, you know. Yeah, he was the point. Him and Nelson. And this is a guy that never graduated from high school. Keep in mind, he had a GED. He went to uh, Fresno State with a GED. So dropped Mm -hmm. out of high school, 16 years old on the street and got so much buzz on the street. They actually saw him at Rucker. They saw him at Rucker. They saw him at Rucker. And they like, yo, we need this kid. Best him, point him guard and, alive. Him and Ali Mo. They sent plane Rest tickets. Peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to Ali Mo. They sent plane tickets wow. to him and Ali Mo. And Ali Mo was caught up in the street fame and didn't go. And skipped to Malu, did go. Mm. And, you know, the rest is history. So decisions. Life is all about decisions, right? Yeah. Um, go look up his slam cover. Best point guard alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the Fresno State jersey on. But I, but I also, but I'll say this. The best person that I ever saw in person is um is um is, butter? nah shout out to A Butter though A Butter's a legend but um um damn with the do rag um bone collector bone collector oh, oh I think he's from Texas boy. actually bone collector still I don't know where he's from he's an alien though he showed up in New York because he's not from New York I think he's from like Texas he showed up one year he showed up it's like a it's like an it's like a, a alien like he showed up one year and <laughs> He tore the city up and he had like a five year run. And I saw him play and I never saw anybody have 
I never saw anybody be able to handle the ball like that. Like he, that it, it was like yeah. he had it on a yo-yo. Like he was, I saw him play against Lou Flores. Remember him from Manhattan? They played in Dykeman. That's before Dykeman had bleachers. It was standing room only. And that's- He's from Dykeman. Yeah. That's the best street ball game I ever saw in my life, man. Like going back and forth. It, it's just, it's hard to explain it, man. If you haven't never really yeah. seen a street ball game, you gotta, you gotta see the essence of it, man. But um, A Butter, guys like that, you know, growing up, those guys, it was just like, they meant more to me than NBA players. So it was mm -hmm. like, you know, to see them play and they was all street celebrities. Mm -hmm. Lenny Cook. Great. Yeah. You look yeah, great. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you know. Yeah. Legendary. Legendary vibes, man. Legendary. So you're sponsoring games and great dates. <laughs> Diversification. Show, show love, man. Diversify the portfolio. Show yeah. love. You got to send money to, to the to the ladies. Got to send money to the guys in jail. Got to send money to the yeah. to the to the to the upcoming. Yeah, some of y'all JPay like. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, y'all complaining Boy. about dates. Y'all y'all got your men. Y'all take care of your people. <laughs> you complaining about a date? I need money for commissary. <laughs> like, yo, put some money Boy, on your man's. Please books, understand. Man. Please, please, <laughs> please. Hey, Thank you. Thank you. shout uh, out to everybody inside who listen. I love you. Yeah. Love, yeah, that's a fact. Shout out to all y'all. Right. Love is love. Love is love. Guys. Right, we out. Be peace, safe, y'all. Peace. Check it out tomorrow. EYO, Don Kenny, Kenan. Kenan. Let's go. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.